In this episode, I had an awesome time chatting with Upland community member L Slack, who is also an Upland content creator via his YouTube channel, The Vulgar Uplander. Although our Upland experiences and journeys to date are quite different, L Slack and I do share an interesting variety of traits and interests, one of which should be pretty obvious straight off the bat, is enjoying speaking our minds freely and having a natural inclination to incorporate lots of four-letter words into our dialogue. Between that description, the thumbnail, and the standard disclaimer at the start of the show, you should now understand the following conversation is probably not safe for work, depending on where you work. L Slack and I dived into a wide variety of Upland-related topics today, including, of course, his journey into Upland, what he's most passionate about in the game, his related frustrations and hopes and plans for his future in the space, and some contemporary Upland events and features. We also discussed his content creation process and focus. Speaking of which, make sure you click the link in his in the description for his YouTube channel. Like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And anyhow, with all that being said, it's great to kick this particular podcast series off again on my new laptop with such a fun chat. Hopefully, I managed to get all the previous audio issues fixed up for this one. So sit the hell down and shut the fuck up as L Slack and I explore getting vulgar in the metaverse and fucking beyond. Enjoy. Warning, the information opinions within are solely reviews. The individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. We might as well just get this straight, straight, um, sorted out straight away. We've got L fucking slack. Let's just put it out there like that. How are we doing this, well, this afternoon for you? Oh, I love it. I was going to ask, like, how much do you care uh, that I swear? But it sounds like uh, we're good to fucking go. Yeah, I, I used to be totally unfiltered back in the earlier days when I was doing some of the other shows. I tended to dial it back just because I know every now and then uh, my eldest son or some of my kids all press play on some of the YouTube videos. So, but yeah, nah, it's all good. All awesome. Good yes. Yeah, I I just can't. Uh, I I'm so censored at work. I just I just can't do it when I'm at home. So I'm like, this is just going to be me. Well, I'm a kindergarten teacher, mate. So yeah, I've got that times ten, and I'm Australian, so I've got I've got the worst of both worlds there. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, mind? yeah. We're yeah. I work. I mean, I work with kids too. We've talked a little bit about that. I yeah. work with I work with kids in a prison. So, uh, well, I mean, they're not they're not all kids, but you know, like from twelve to twenty five. Yep. So, kids and adults. Yes. Yeah, so why is this relevant? Well, you have your very own YouTube channel called the Volga Uplander. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, yep. I kicked that thing off. Um, God, I don't know. Maybe a couple months ago. I think I was, I've been, been watching. I've been watching your videos and listening to your podcast. And um, I started listening to actually, I really just started listening to a bunch of different podcasts. Once I, I realized I, I was really slow to the to the game here getting in on the upland community. I I really I, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that <clears throat> there would be you know people making content about this game. Yep. But for the longest time I just I just wasn't aware and I I didn't know what the hell I was doing and uh, I started I think I started following um Loyal Doyle at first and then I was like, oh, there's got to be more than that. He's not posting that often. So I just came across um, uh, the UPX podcast. And then I came across um, your podcast with more cheese. And 
Um, and then I started listening to uh, um, uh, James UK and the Metaverse Melon. Yep. And I, I was like, you know what? Let's let's do something. I just yeah. So I don't know. I just got a wild hair up my ass, and I was like, let's just do it. It'll be fun. Yeah, I was, I was saying before we got kicked off that I was just um, catching up on some of your recent videos while I was trying to get organized. Um, first of all, I, I love your logo. How'd you come up with that? Um, I was on, so one of my uh, former bosses uh, turned me on to Canva mm. and I was just fucking around with Canva one day and I saw this logo and I was like, that's kind of funny. And it makes absolutely no sense. And that's kind of, that's kind of me. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, fuck it, let's do it. And that, that's kind of how the whole thing kind of came to be. It, it doesn't really make any sense. It's not relevant at all. I just thought it was really funny. Um, and so I, that's what I, that's what I put in there. No, it definitely works. Absolutely. So yeah, um, there'll be a link to the, to the slacks. Uh, page his youtube channel in the description make sure you head over like and sus- subscribe all of that sort of stuff um I, I like the variety of the videos you put out you put some like some proper sit down okay let's let's have a go through this and discuss these sort of things together and then like you just do kind of i guess this this one was really good it's just kind of loose content almost where you're just talking through your process of what you do like you're buying and selling and whatnot and then some of these, I, to be honest, I I kind of cringe at these driving ones. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. Ooh, that's, I you probably don't know here in Australia if you, L draconian. Well, I guess it's not draconian because it's trying to protect you from yourself almost. If if you get uh, caught by a camera, having your hand anywhere near your phone. Like it could be on your, if your phone's on your lap and you got your hand resting near your phone, you, you'll get dinged. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're holding your phone, you get dinged. It's, I think the fine's over $1,000, something like that, and four demerit points. It's no fucking joke. So, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a joke here either. And I, I'm playing with fire every time. I, I have my mount and yeah, I do fuck, fuck around with it. It's right next to my, um, you know, like dash stuff where i don't know i in my mind it i feel like i can get away with this because if anybody was to question i'm not holding it in my hand yeah uh i just have to be hands free uh i'm i'm doing no more than if i was changing the radio station yeah on on my car so i'm like well i'll just record i got like an hour and 45 minute drive every day well each way each way that's each way yeah it's 80 miles um you know, I don't, I don't know the kilometer conversion, but um, yeah, it's, it's about an hour and 45 minutes um, each way. And I, I get, I get really bored. It's the same monotonous drive every fucking day. Yep. And I'm just like, Oh my God. It, it, it at least kills 20 minutes of this drive where it just flies right by. Um, and I have heard some negative comments about me driving and, engaging with my phone and so i'm trying to not do as much on my phone but just more talking at it and then you know i'll click the thing sometimes it goes dead or it goes to black screen but yeah i I think like that last one you just did um where you were kind of 
backing up the previous video. So you're talking about the successes you had with some of the sales. Yeah, that that's like you press record and you just free flowing with your with your thoughts almost. Um, I, I remember reading some comments. There must have been a video where you were were you treasure hunting or something. <laughs> I, was like, I was. Yeah, that's next I, level. That yeah. was Come not. On, don't do that. That was not my finest moment. <laughs> but man, yeah, I I am. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I was like, man, what if I get pulled over? Because uh, we have cameras too. They could get me on camera. But where I'm driving, uh, just there's I'm just on like uh, highways where there's there's nobody out there. I'm yeah. I'm driving through like the forest um, where there's a bunch of dead zones. Anyway, um, I'm not I'm not driving through the city necessarily when I'm recording. So, uh, but I am thinking like, man, what if I get pulled over? How interesting would this be? I just let it keep recording and just see what happens. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's not worth the risk, but I'm just, uh, whatever, fuck it. I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah. That'd be funny. Imagine telling the cop, just hang on a second. Like I'm right near this treasure. <laughs> yeah. Just, just chill out, man. <laughs> yeah. Just take my ID and my registration and go run some, I don't know, run yeah. the background check on me, you know, take yeah. 20 minutes. I'll be ready then. Yeah. But that, that, that's a brutal commute. I know. Um, before I, this is years and years ago, before I changed careers and whatnot, I used to have about a 50-minute commute each way, and that was bad enough. But this is this is way back before we had podcasts or anything like that. Um, even, you know, nobody was streaming YouTube stuff while they're driving or anything like that. So I, I was, like, playing Pimsleur CDs to learn Japanese for 40 minutes in the car. So, Damn. yeah different these days but yeah i got so sick of driving that i made sure that when we when we found our house and settled in i got a job that's like five minutes from my house so yeah i so when i bought the the house i live in now the house i lived in right before this one um i bought the house and i was five minutes away from my work at the time and then they closed down um the facility i was working at and then they moved us all to um another facility like 45 minutes away um from where i was at so i went from like a five minute commute and that's you know part of it was like that's why i bought that house because i was so close and i i didn't know the facility was gonna get shut down and then they then they they moved us all i'm like well crap now i got a a 45 minute commute um what's another what's another hour on there so and for honestly for like my mental health where I was working at uh, before it was, it was needed. So where I'm at now, it's within the same agency and everything. I just, um, it's just a different facility. And and coincidentally enough, I grew up in the city I'm working at now. I don't live there, but um, so I just, I get to drive home every day and, you know, go visit some family sometimes. And it's, it's, it's kind of nice, but I mean, the drive does suck and yeah, I fucking hate that drive. How else do you break it up? Like you, you put a bit of content out there. What else do you do? Um, I listen to, I mean, I, I have like my, my string of podcasts. I listen to mostly Upland podcasts. Um, I did start listening to the, the Joe Rogan experience recently. Yeah. Um, I think I've listened to like three episodes of that and I got so much time. I was running out of, I was running out of content for, mm. for my drive. So, um, but yeah, mostly just, just podcasts and sometimes I'll record uh a video and uh other than that if i'm if i really haven't like a struggle staying awake i'll put on some some like 90s hip-hop or something um but that that's it really 
All right, well, you've kind of mentioned a bit there, and I've got got a point down here. Um, I saw in one of your videos that you said the first property that you bought in Upland was in Dallas, Texas, was it? Uh, no, that was the first building I built. Building, was in yeah. yeah, I think the first property I bought was in like Brooklyn or the Bronx. Okay. Um, but yeah, the first building that I built That's what, um, what yeah. was in Dallas. And you happen yeah. to have a Dallas hoodie on at the time. Is that where you're from? Is that where you're based? No, I oh, really? just a ca- I'm just a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, there you go. Um, so when I when Dallas um, opened up, I you know bought some property in Dallas. I was like, oh man, the Cowboys. This will be this will be cool. And then I'm like, oh wait, they don't even play in Dallas. They play in Austin, but you know, still the Dallas Cowboys. And um, yeah, no, I'm just a big. I don't know how I be. Well, okay, that's a lie. I do know how I became a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's just embarrassing to say. All right, we won't push you on that one. So um, I'll just, we'll take a look at uh, your account stats. That's always good to kind of ground us on where we're going to go with a few different things. So, yes, we got Elslack, home residence in Granada Hills, LA. We'll get into that aspect a bit later. Current net worth, a bit over 1.5 million UPEX. 171 properties, which is pretty good for that kind of balance. Um, a lot of those, I would imagine, are your flippages you got going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. At one point, I didn't know what I was doing, but um, I have a lot of. I've been working on building up a lot of Detroit properties, yeah. um, and then just I bought a bunch of just random pop properties at one point just to to get collections, not really realizing what I was doing at the time, yep. um, looking at dividends. I was just like, Oh, I just want the the little bonus there. That would be beneficial in the moment. But so you got, as you said, plenty of properties in Detroit, other big bag is in LA. Yeah. And I imagine that's Granada. That's your area there. I would suspect. Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll have a look at your progress charts. I always, especially when I consider how my progress chart's going. I always like looking at this. I like, uh, get out of that. So we've got your property's net worth, meet net worth. It's interesting here that your graphs have kind of crossed over a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Is that when you've been playing around with the buying for USD, selling for UPX, that sort of thing? Yeah, that, that's exactly what that is. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was a period of time, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. And then, I think probably, yeah, 20, you can see where it starts to uptake a little bit here. Yeah. As um, probably about the time I started watching uh, YouTube videos on, mm, nice. on Upland. And then I started getting some ideas and, you know, the wheel started turning. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I started flirting with, you know, s- buying for uh, USD and selling for Upix and uh, really trying to buy below, below mint yep. uh, as much as possible. Um, and I've kind of, you know, wavered on that a little bit. I, I've been doing more minting lately and then buying Detroit properties. Um, not too concerned about the. Um, price or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just buying the cheapest ones, you know, regardless of their, uh, oh my gosh, trying to blank the the floor price and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not even concerned about that. I just am looking for where, where it is because I 
I've been mm-hmm. doing my, you know, treasure map stuff over there. I know Detroit's not the best place to do that, but it ah, is yeah, the cheapest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, I noticed you're coming up on your one-year birthday. Tomorrow my time, two days your time. So you kicked off February 18th. Were you playing for a while and that's when you went to Upland or did you go to Upland pretty quick? Um, I'm trying that, to remember. That date's usually, that's the captured date of when you your account became official. Yeah, so I think I downloaded the game and I had no clue what I was looking at. I was like, this sounds cool and it looks cool, but I don't have any idea because there's no, they don't, onboard you for shit yeah uh and it's like it's better now but then i was like what the fuck am i looking at like i see properties and there was like some sort of tie to monopoly and i was like well that sounds cool Mm. um and i'm like well i really like nfts and crypto stuff and i was looking at this game and i'm like well i like collecting things and i like monopoly and um i i want to have a game on my cell phone that um, I don't feel like I'm just pissing money away on that. I'm going to lose interest in, you know, in three to six months. So um, I, I jumped on there, but I had no fucking idea what I was doing. No clue. Yeah. And I just messed around with it kind of really off and on really loosely uh, for a while, for a long while um, yeah. before I uh, had a lot of free time on my hands at work. And I was like, I'm going to start watching some, so YouTube, there's got to be something on here about Upland. And then I, I, I discovered that there was so much more to this mm-hmm. game than I ever knew. Um, I, I didn't really know how collections worked so much. I didn't understand like any of the, the yield. And I didn't, uh, I just, I didn't know how block explorers and then the like racing was starting to be kind of a thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, how do I get these things? Do I just get a car? Do I have to, where do I go buy them? Uh, what's the difference between like uh, an upland um, generated thing and a community generated thing? I had no idea and I, and I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out what meta ventures were very easily. And there was just, there were so many little things that just didn't make a ton of sense. And there was no, there was really nothing that said, Hey, here's how you do this until I started watching YouTube. And they're like, Oh, this is, this is how you do this. Here's, you know, UPX land and, this is how you find properties on the cheap. Because before I was just, let me go somewhere and, you know, and, and then tr- also trying to figure out how to navigate a city oh, travel, or to go yeah. to another city. That was, I think that actually might've been what drew me to look on YouTube because I'm like, how the fuck do I get from this city to the next? I'm like, what airport sends me where and what train gets me to an airport? Yeah. I don't have any idea. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's when I really started looking and I was like, oh, wait, there's so much more to this game and there's a lot of really knowledgeable people. Let me, let me check that out. Yeah. It's, um, I think, uh, it might be YK 2012. He puts out a lot of short form content. Which yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. So he, that he's a really good source of information for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things to touch on there. You mentioned that you found Upland as you you know, you were cruising around trying to find something. You mentioned crypto and NFT. So you come from that background. Is that how you, how, well, I guess the question is, how did you get involved? Yeah. So, oh gosh, back in, I'm going to say 2015, 2016, um, 
at my job, I was supervising a, uh, we had a bike shop for our, uh, incarcerated youth. And so we allowed them to sit in this bike shop. One of the volunteers that came in, um, was really into cryptocurrency and he was started talking to me about Bitcoin. And so we got into a long conversation, uh, and it really piqued my interest. So, uh, I started buying, uh, Bitcoin at the time and, and Bitcoin was like, I think 2015, 2016 was still really, really kind of newish and um it i think it was teetering at like two hundred dollars or something like that um and so at the time we were looking at like oh yeah bitcoin is going to be this this thing and it's really cool so i was i was i started mining some bitcoin and all that so i got into bitcoin and then i started looking at other cryptocurrencies um and then about the time when nft started I think I was a little bit late to the game on the NFT side. Um, I think I jumped in when it was kind of dying off. Uh, But that's kind of when I started seeing a lot of ads for Upland. So I think because I was looking at so many NFTs and Upland was kind of like an NFT is an NFT game. um, I got, I got those things and I was like, well, let's, let's look into this. I still, I still believe in NFTs for the most part. I think there'll be a resurgence at some point where they um, really take off in the mainstream. So I, and it kind of just led me right down the path of going into Upland and basically everything in Upland is the NFT. So I, uh, it just kind of fit right in line with the things I, I thought were valuable into the future. Yeah. And you were kind of talking before about the, you know, the you, you see the ad, you think, okay, Monopoly on the blockchain, NFTs, this all looks great. You download the app or whatever, you dive in, and then you, you're like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Um, right. That's it, it was confusing enough when I first started it, and that was so much simpler then. Um, and you're talking starting a bit over a year ago, like, how much more has come on board since then? So yeah, it, it is good to see that onboarding process has been improved somewhat. It seems like, yeah. um, but it's still, unless you find the Discord or the YouTube channels very early on. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't find Discord really difficult. until after I started watching YouTube. Mm. I mean, I had Discord, but I didn't know there was like an Upland Discord. Yep. So. Yeah, it's um. It can be quite confusing. I know even recently I had to go to Staten Island to apply for a new showroom. And even I got confused. Okay, well, I'm in San Francisco. You know how there's that weird thing where you got to land at JFK, but then you got to get the bus to. Oh, yeah. Like, how the frick does this work? Yeah. Yeah. There's. Uh, fuck. I wish they would have some kind of, I don't know, like a uh, roadmap or, or just a fucking diagram that says this airport takes you here this bus takes you here this yep. train takes you here so you can like how do i connect from one transportation thing to the next to get to where the hell i want to go like when i go to detroit i have to go to detroit to chicago from chicago i can i can fly to la uh, if i want to go to dallas or austin like when i um put in for my metaventure in austin I have an NFLPA MetaVenture down there. Uh, I had to go to, I was in Detroit. I went to Detroit to Chicago, Chicago to Dallas, and then took a uh, bus from Dallas to Austin. And it was such a pain in my ass just to put in a fucking application 
And, and not only that, then they rejected the stupid thing because they said I had uh, copyright license yeah. shit in there that I, I was like, I fucking made this myself. There's no way. This is well, okay, fine. So I erased some crap that I thought might be the license thing that they were referring to and then resubmitted. But I had to do that whole trek all over again. And it's yeah. such a pain in the ass. Yeah, it, it should be like. Um basic quality of life stuff it should be like your in-car gps where you put in Mm -hmm. i'm here i want to go here it pulls up different routes it tells you how long it's going to take total journey the total cost and then you click this one okay let's go yeah that would be wonderful yeah just like an automated path to get you from point a to point b yep um you're you're somewhat of a newish account in that your net worth is about 1.5 mil how mm-hmm. much does the transportation costs you know make you second guess you know taking those transportation trips i know like for myself with the how heavily established my account is i, I don't even think about it i just go wherever the hell i want because i can right. pick it up in the dividends but as a new account is that something that factors into your decision oh all the time yeah um especially since i don't i don't keep a a lot of upics, you know, like at my disposal, um, I, I spend most of it. Um, so yeah, like if I want to go somewhere, I have to plan ahead. Mm. I, if I know that I need to go, um, take my returns and mint something in LA, but I'm in Detroit, I'm like, well, you know, I need to go flip a property so that way I can go trap, spend the, the thousand upics to get over to LA. Yep. So yeah, I, I have to think, about that all the time it, it it is what it is i mean it's a you know i think this is a first world problem for me but yeah um it, yeah i have to think about it all the time it's getting a little bit better but yeah i mean i'm, I'm still relatively i'm a small account so uh i i go up as fast as i get uh money from my free apps that i fuck around with yes um yeah well that's a good point um especially the you've got to plan ahead aspect of it because obviously you have a, a, a well-polished system in place which you talk about extensively in your own videos where you can take advantage of the the under mint markups buying for usd flipping for upx um yeah oh shit I, I think i just commented on one of your videos before I, I wish that opportunity was around when i started off even though in australian dollars we get you know, smashed with extra fees and whatnot. But even with all that factored in, it's still a massive advantage. Um, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, 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 lucky I wrote that down because I lost my train of thought. But h- how we have seen Upland now kind of moving to this point where the notice period that we're getting for some of these city releases or some of these events is you have to be in this city, you know, tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Um, and I can imagine newer players saying, well, fucking wait a minute. I got to get shit organized here. Actually. Yeah, I do. It doesn't, I, that actually doesn't bother me all that much because, um, because I am a smaller player, I am already at a disadvantage for what I'm, what I need to get. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Um, cause I, I mean, I don't know how often, you know, you check, Upline, maybe it's it's pretty often you're pretty engaged, but um, I know that there's other whales out there that that probably don't check it every single day. Um, you know, they're just kind of sit and forget, make sure that they maybe they collect their bonus or maybe they don't care about the spark. But I am on it every single day, yep. multiple times a day. Um, 
just, you know, checking the next opportunity because I'm in the growth period. I'm not, yes. I'm not sustaining, you know, I'm growing. So I got to be on top of it. So when I get like, when they did that 24 hour one, I was like, well, shit, that's fine. I don't mind. I'll go throw, you know, some, some money down if I have to, uh, to get to wherever I need to go. So that way I, I'm jumping on board and, you know, in hopes that maybe there's not as many people, um, they're just minting up all the properties before I, I get my, get my turn. So, uh, and it, it doesn't bother me too much. I know where I'm at and, um, it would be nice if I had, a, you know, a more, you know, liquid account, but I, you know, it's, it's fine. I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing for the most part. And I, I have a, a general idea. I have, like I said, my apps or whatever, if I need to go, you know, withdraw some money, I, I got a couple different ones that I could, I could do, I could withdraw early. And if I need to pull something from my account, cause I see a really good opportunity for growth. And that's, that's what I'll do. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I guess partly that would shield you from the whole FOMO aspect. I know like it because, does. Yeah. Because I started off in the very early days I've, I've been playing the game as every new feature comes on board. So the kind of feeling is, well, I have to get involved in this. I know that's, that's one of, and I've kind of maintaining a liquid UPEX balance is it's very hard to do when you're getting it established and it's kind of counterintuitive. You, you should be trying to reinvest your UPEX and that sort of thing. So I know right. um, as the years have gone on, I kind of got to the point where I just, I don't want to FOMO into this because I got to get up at three fucking AM to get involved in all these city releases and stuff. So I've dialed that way back. Um, yeah, interesting to know people that are kind of growing up in a sense in the current environment where there's so much going on, there's, there's so much that you can do. Um, can you speak to that at all? Like how you avoid the FOMO or, you know, what parts of it have sucked you in and you've gone, ah, shit. I, I've, I've talked a little bit about this on some of my videos. Um, I'm, I'm such a fucking Mark for like <laughs> mystery shit. Yeah. If, if they're, if they're going to like this, fuck the stupid frost yes. uh, thing uh, pass. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, I have no idea what's going to be in it. There's X one is saying it's going to be really cool. Maybe I believe X one. I don't know. But it's a mystery, and I'll be damned if I'm not going to find out what the hell is in that mystery. Yeah. Um. So, and and the price was right, it's like six ninety nine. That doesn't that doesn't bother me. That's you know, we have Dutch Brothers here. It's like a coffee shop. Um. Do you, I don't know. Do you guys? It's like Starbucks, but anyway, it's local to this region. Um. So it's it's like a Dutch Bros for me. I'm going to go instead of getting that. I'll just go get the stupid frost pass, and I'll get a drop every Tuesday that I hate so far. <laughs> Um, yes. but yeah, the FOMO, there are definitely things out there that I'm like, Oh, I would really love to get that, but no, it's, you know, I'm priced out of it. So, and I don't have, uh, the UPEX in my account. Sometimes I get lucky and it's there, but then I'm thinking, uh, oh, do I spend like, uh, the totems, for instance, do I spend the money that I could turn into make money for yeah. me? Um, do I spend that on the totem? because i think maybe there's a benefit down the road yep. and so like i do a little cost benefit analysis and if it makes sense like i thought the i thought the totems made enough sense i got two of them yep. um i think one i paid upix with the other one i paid uh, usd with um but yeah no i i 
I don't get the luxury of, of being able to FOMO into too many things um, unless the it's cheaper. Um, and then, but typically the things that are cheaper go really, really fast. Yeah. And when those things come out at nine o'clock, I'm driving, I'm actually at work. So I, and I, where I work, I can't have my phone. Yeah. Same. So I just, a lot of times I miss them and that's kind of fortunate. And unless I'm really intentional, like the totems, I was like, Oh, I need to go take a break. And then I went <laughs> and bought a totem. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll go back to the kind of what you said there about your latest video talking about the frost passes. I, I love that. What did you say? Something about uh, this gets my biscuits burning. I've never heard of that one before. That made me laugh. Um, oh, what did I say? I, you know, it's, sometimes I don't know, man. Sometimes I say I say things. I'm just I'm not even aware. Uh, it's it's just interesting. Yeah, you know, different um, parts of the world, different sayings, and that what right. that, that that got me giggling. Um, yeah, I, I share a lot of your frustrations, especially with that season pass to this point. Obviously, there's still a few weeks to go. We don't know how it's going. Initially, I was just like, I've got no interest in this. And then I got yeah. together in one of those podcasts where Swali was talking a few through a few different points and some other people chimed in. And I was like, you know what? I think it might be right here. So I ended up getting two of them. I burnt one, kept the other one. And then so far, we've had what's, two drops what's of the, overlays. What's yeah. the point of, because I've heard other people do like, and your and your thought process. What is the point of just keeping one? Yep. So it's it's you mentioned that you're a collector of yeah. NFTs or whatever. Well, you know, if you're going to collect a full series of season passes from day dot, you, mm. you can imagine, you know, get a year or two down the track, and some collectors come along, and you know, they start at you know frost 2025 and they're looking around man i wish i could fill out my collection so that was the kind of general thinking okay i guess i didn't think about that for whatever reason i guess i thought like the like the tokyo pass that i got maybe maybe they just let you keep it you get but i yes. guess if you burn it it goes away yep yeah so that's a lot of people will buy two of them one to burn mm -hmm. and one to hold for the longer term play or it's just something cool to keep because that yeah, say so what you will about the drop so far. The actual passes themselves, they look pretty cool from the most. Oh, part yeah, the they do. Seen. And yeah. we know that with the seasonal passes, nothing that we get from those is transferable. You can't buy, sell, trade. However, the pass itself, even though it might be defunct and out of date, that can still be sold. So I think gotcha. there may be some kind of future value in that. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's great. I. Yeah, like, I guess I just thought like, oh, maybe that's just going to sit there. I haven't looked at it, but yeah, uh, just even saying it out loud, I'm like, no, you burn the damn thing and it goes away. Yeah. But anyway. so, yeah, we've had two drops so far, both of them overlays. Your reaction was pretty much bang on with mine, except mine was probably even a bit more harsher. It's just like, I just personally, I've got no interest in this whatsoever because I turn off other people's block explorers when I'm doing anything in Upland. I I'm not going to check out my own account and go, Woo, look, look, look yeah. at my little thing. So, yeah, to date, nothing has nothing has come through that's going to convince me to – well, I, I didn't pay USD for mine. I bought mine as a secondary deal in UPX. I paid 22000 each. So, you know, I dropped 44000 UPX to buy two of them. Right. I reached out to the person and said, hey, next season don't pre-buy any for me just wait and see how we go at this point so yeah overlays not really excited about that so some of the other things was interesting that you talked about like um 
why can't we have, you know, different colours in your profile or why can't we have... I, I thought the really one that I that I heard you talking about was the trails, like your block yeah. explorer trail. Um, there's plenty of mobile games that I play. There's a, a golf game, like a kind of weird golf game that I play where there's ball trails. And I know back in the day, people used to lose their shit to have, you know, you'd have sausages coming out your ball and all sorts of yeah. stuff. Something like that would fit in so seamlessly with the different themes that they have. You, going would, on. you would think, yeah, I, yeah. My, I play. I mean, I play a lot of video games, and for a long time, I played Rocket League. Are you familiar yep. with that game? Yeah. Um, and they have you know all kinds of trails on, you know, the car when you do the boost, or you know, explosions when you. That is even is even another thing. Like when you buy a property, if you, I know a lot of people were turn off the animations and stuff. But what if you got to have this cool animation that yeah. was different? Um, there's just so many avenues that are that are cool that don't have to be transferable. That I think really customize the game for people that, uh, especially gamers who value shit like that. Yeah. Um, especially if you're making you know content and like you're recording. Uh, your stuff even though you may not look at it all the time other people will look at your videos like oh shit look at that thing mm. that you know Slack has or oh how'd you get that animation how'd you get that cool trailer yep. um whatever the case may be maybe for the first time you want to turn that shit on because uh you're proud of it. you're like oh look at this thing i got that nobody else has because you know you like even this you know director star thing maybe like in call of duty yeah like you level up or you prestige or whatever and you get you know the same you're whatever whatever level you're at but like just a different logo yeah. i don't know i think that i think that would be cool um just yeah. different I'm things to i mean full agreement there absolutely so if if you're listening on the spotify um we're just looking at l slack's profile in game so we're looking at your profile cart now you, you could very easily see and a lot of games do this where you know the generic white background profile card. Well, imagine it all sparkly gold or it's frosty yeah. and make it frosty or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different avenues that they can pursue there for sure. Yeah. And if all they do are overlays for your block explorer, that's going to be so lame. It's going to be such a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think um, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that's not all they have cooking up, but good God, if it is like, you're definitely not going to get your seven dollars from me next time. Yes, yeah, I'm full agreement on that one. Um, yeah, profile. What else did you say? Oh, the other one, the thing that you mentioned was um, make it. Although the nothing in the seasonal pass can be has technical financial value. Well, hell, why why not attach some kind of UPX bonus to it or yeah, some other token drop where you get x amount of tokens that you can use you, you know you could when, when you said that i, I was like yo dude like imagine having a token where you get free travel for 24 hours or mm -hmm. something like that um yeah upx bonus maybe it boosts your your home residence um dividends for the period which wouldn't be too much unless people had their home residence on a crazy ultra rare or maybe it's a time period or something like that yeah I, yeah anything i mean there's yeah, just like you could maybe put it on, yeah, your home residence or something, or may hell, maybe your little home residence sparkles or, you know, but yeah, cool. like a, yeah. a little burnable thing that you can get, you know, two times the dividends or whatever for 24 hours or, you know, I, hell, I don't know. There's, 
could be any number of things that they do. Maybe in your, you know, home city, or maybe even you boost everybody in Granada Hills for, you know, two hours. Tied into neighborhood ratings. So that'd be a, yeah. a great time yeah. in there, yeah, to help boost. Everybody yeah. spend your boost. Let's get our ratings up. Let's try to be the city of the month. Well, we see this with Discord, don't we? You know, that you can get different Nitro packages. And if you're running your own private server, that unlocks different perks. Or even within the Upland server itself, there's, you know, people want to be a moderator to get the gold text on their name. Or if, right. you're, a, you're, if you're a content creator, you can get the orange one or blah, 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 blah. People really go for that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, any little gimmicky thing that makes you stand out from other people, uh, in any kind of significant way is important to specifically, I think, gamers. I think that's what draws them to those those sort of things because, you know, people do want to stand out in different ways. They want to be able to customize their experience and not just be a generic, you know, whatever player. Pretty Especially if you're like an OG, like like you sitting, sitting out there like, how am I supposed to look at your block explorer? No other than like maybe a bunch of badges or you know the little i don't know uh chips stacking up or th that i would know unless i click on your name yeah yeah and even now it's it used to be um my block explorer was unique to me but now i've had my block explorer bastardized like a dozen times more there's people rocking around with near the exact same copy so that's a whole different yeah. Topic. Um, might be a good segue. Actually, we got a bit of a sneak preview there when I shared that before. Um, we'll just go back and look at some of your actual stuff. Now, there has to be, I think I got it ready here. Did I? No. All right. Let's go upland assets, block explorers. And you've got quite some. Oh, this is who's this? That's me. I don't want to look at me. Where are you? There we go. I'm out there block somewhere. Explorers. There we go. So you've got some very cool ones here. Um, the mystic creature one, that's cool. And then you've got a couple of the trader ones. Did you earn those or did you buy them secondary? No, I earned those somehow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That. I, uh, I, I don't even, honestly, I don't know how the hell I pulled that off. I think I got lucky. Hmm. Um, I was in London and Birmingham and I, I meant, I, I'm such a small account i i minted uh enough to get um the collection in yep. both of the cities uh i did save up a little bit because i did have some advance notice but then um actually one of the ones that i minted when the collection reveal came out it was um it was part of a collection and so mm -hmm. uh this was like my first lesson in in taking your shit off the market right before the collection oh, comes out uh but i had it listed at like you know like i paid twelve thousand upix or something for it and i i think i had it listed at like sixty five thousand or something oh, like right. that yeah yeah. It, yeah it wasn't too bad it sold instantly so i probably could have got a fair amount more mm -hmm. for that but um and then it just offered me the opportunity to buy some more properties in london and try to flip them which i did uh and i think i even made uh, i thought i might have made a trade or something as well uh so yeah and so just because of that one property that i accidentally didn't delist fast enough uh it gave me a bunch of upex and i just spent them more on birmingham and london and i 
got lucky enough to make it on the leaderboard for both of them. Very good. And yeah, of course, um, no, how do I, I'm going to go back to you. Oh, that's right. I had to look through here. Now I'm still learning the controls on this new laptop. I need to get myself a Bluetooth mouse. Um, yeah, I can click on here. This, your director's block explorer is definitely a unique one. What's the story going on? No, so I, I talk about, the, well, not as much as I was, but I, I love tea. I'm a big tea drinker. I don't drink coffee. Um, I've always drank tea since I was a little kid. Uh, so, and I'm kind of a, my job has warped my sense of humor, I think. Uh, I, I, you know, and I, okay. So I play Call of Duty, I'm a gamer, play Call of Duty. There's a thing called teabagging. Yep. I think that shit's funny, right? And so for me, this is kind of like a play on, on that. I love tea. I'm drinking tea right now, mm. um, which I try to drink in most of my sit down ones where I'm, at my computer, I will drink tea and I'll, I'll even put in my comments, you know, what tea I'm drinking. So this is kind of like, I found this, this picture of, um, essentially this, tea, a, a teacup tea bagging a plate. And I thought it was so funny. Um, so I, I kind of, I made up my own kind of version of it and sent it in and, uh, this is what they came back and it's actually pretty close. Mm, it looks so, good. But yeah, I just thought it was so funny. Um, the, the, the plate, which is, I wish this was a little bit more round. It would look more like a plate. Um, uh, had a more concerned look on it in the drawing, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I love it, to be honest. Yeah, I was like, this is funny. I'm I'm a vulgar guy. I have a warped sense of humor. Um, this is this is kind of like right up my alley. And I love tea. I mean, I drink tea every single day. Yeah, no, I definitely had a chuckle when I saw it too. Um, I guess we'll go back to... You know, your home residence in Granada Hills, and I've I've heard you talk in your videos where some of the profits that you've generated from that, you're always looking to buy extra properties in there. What What's the story? What's going down in Granada Hills? So when I started watching YouTube and I came across uh, Metaverse Melon, I, again, I don't, I didn't know enough about the game. So I was... I really wanted to get into something, but it, as a small account, it's really hard to get into an already established um, neighborhood. So I'm like, well, he's talking about this really underdeveloped area in LA that, it, you know, launched, you know, in kind of a shitty way. Well, I think it was cool how they did it, but just, it didn't, there was just too many damn properties. And mm -hmm. so it didn't mint out. So um, it's not super expensive, uh, especially then to, to mint and own property in LA and LA is a big city. It's a tier one city. So I was like, Oh, this is a really, I think a really great opportunity. And what he was talking about was, you know, getting the floor up and making the community in Granada Hills, uh, you know, more desirable. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Just something that I can sink my teeth into and kind of help uh, build from the ground up. And he already had a really great foundation and uh, he started up his discord. I think I was like maybe the eighth person, uh, to join his discord. Uh, and I was like, man, yeah, I'm on board to just grow, uh, Granada Hills because there's nobody's talking about it. It's it. I mean, still not a lot of people are talking about it, but it's a big area. There's lots of property. Um, I think it's a, an area that could, if it got really organized and gets bigger, um, as far as people being in there, 
whenever it mints out, uh, it could make a really strong push at a, you know, a, a city that is near the top because it's so damn big and there's a ton of properties in it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just looking at the map now. If you're on Spotify, there's one, two, three, four, five meta ventures, at least two factories going on as well. So yeah, huge area up in the north. Um, and I did just look at UPX land as well and plenty unminted there, starting from as low as 7,500. So yeah, still massive opportunities to get in. Um, yeah, and I think all of those are uh, the MSA. FSA properties. All right, let me let me go non-FSA. That's always interesting too. So yeah, plenty of um, non-FSAs as well. They're starting at around thirteen and a half thousand. So, yep, heaps of opportunities yeah. to get in there. Okay, cool. Um, is there any particular projects you've got going on now? Are you looking to establish your own MetaVenture in the area or anything like that? You said you applied for one. Yeah, so I have uh, a racetrack that I applied for. Nice. So um, I sent that on it. I'm just waiting to hear back to see if there's any corrections for that. I think I'm one of three racetracks that I know of are in the application phase. Um, I will probably put a meta venture in there i'm just not I've, i'd probably be like a block explorer meta venture yep. at some point um because i really like the way upland is going with the the block explorer shops so i think jumping on board with that and i, I have a few i could offload or you know buy more straight from my shop uh yeah i i don't know i'm not i'm not necessarily needing to have you know a ton but i, I do want to dip my toes in a couple different ones i have a uh nflpa one and i have a I, what do they call it football i think that's weird that they chose um football when they have nflpa anyway soccer a soccer one yep um i know the rest of the world calls it you know football but in america we tend to call it soccer yeah it is what it is um has how did you go with that whole process um you know, as an establishing account, was there anything as far as, you know, the venture dues or anything that got you to maybe pause on applying for those or has that not been a concern? No, that hasn't been a concern. So far, the venture dues haven't been outrageous for me at all. Um, I think all of that is kind of part of the growing pains. And I would rather, I guess in my mind, I'm looking long term. I, I, I do see a future in the metaverse and i do see a future with upland and i think i think kind of similar to what you're doing like getting established early and like you have a a shop in every city yep or you're close to it at this point yep. um i i think having you know brand recognition and being established early you look at you know in the real world you look at the businesses that start up in you know 2023 2024 and you're like okay that's cool but what about the property that's been here since 1904 yeah you know, you're like oh man they're really established if i'm looking at the two you know just my natural bias is going to go to the 1904 they've been around they know what they're doing they have so much more experience in this space so i'm thinking regardless of the dues or the whatever may come down the pipe i think it's worth it if i keep pushing and um I can get my my name out there, my brand out there, and 
maybe at some point there'll be a tag that says, oh, you know, started in, you know, whatever year. Yeah. Or you can just push that yourself. I, I think that matters, especially down the road when you start seeing an influx of people coming in and they're they're looking for somebody they can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that started with them, you know, that that year, that month may not be that person, but somebody that's been around that's established it, uh, that maybe shows their face on the Internet uh, is somebody that I think people can count on. And that's that's beneficial and worth it to me even if I don't have a ton of sales. Yeah, you can see that in your branding, even with your YouTube channel, you got established in 2023 and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, right on. Yeah, I I've just, it was literally, I just finished the last showroom to have a showroom in every city and then they announced Stockton and Trent. <laughs> yeah. I had to buy, I'm building those showrooms at present. So, yeah. Um, I think I mentioned in one of the podcasts I did, I kind of cracked the seal on that and now I just got to, I'm, kind of have yeah, to stick with it now you're in it now man every single one yes but i mean it's not a bad problem to have i guess no well the, the problem i've got now is um at the moment any kind of time that i can sit down to do anything with upland is all about the kind of aggressive downsizing i've got going on with my account so all of the ugc metaventure stuff has really taken a back seat to that so i've got 35 showrooms that I need to move decor for. Um, it's just such a freaking soul-crushing process, moving all these little bastards one at a time and the app crashes and whatnot. So I'm kind of... You got to get away from that iPhone. Yes, I know. Swally keeps saying the same thing. I should be doing it on my new laptop. But see, which, you know, I'm like you. I've got a job that takes a lot of my time and my energy and that sort of stuff. When I get home, the last thing I want to do is turn a laptop on and sit down. I've, you know, right. hang, hang out with the kids. So any upland time I do have, um, recently it's I'll play upland and set my USD sales while while I'm on the exercise bike in the morning. Or if it's not fucking raining like it's doing nonstop here at the moment, and yeah. I go for a morning walk, I'll do some of it then. Um, it's two minutes here, three minutes there, ten minutes there. It's it's not inducive to sit down. Okay, I'm going to sit down the freaking laptop for half hour or something. So. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like my laptop and computer set is all downstairs of my house. So, uh, if I if I'm on my computer, I'm away from my family, and yes. inevitably I'm going to hear about it at some point. To yes. say, hey, you know, are you going to be down there all day? I'm like, well, no, but I'm just yes. checking a few things and. You know, sometimes depending on what you're doing in Upland, you can kind of get sucked in, and before you know it, you've time traveled a couple hours. Yes, I, I do. I do want to go back to something you said yeah. a second ago. Um, you were talking about, and you talk about on your podcast often about downsizing. When you talk about downsizing, you had you know thousands and thousands of properties. Are you consolidating those like into like just bigger properties? I know that you use some of that to buy your laptop, but. Yep. To keep your dividends up, because I know you've talked about that a couple of different times where you say, you know, you want to hit that two million a month mark. Yep. Um, if you're downsizing, you know, how, how are you managing that, I guess? Yeah, it's a good question. I've had, you know, if if you look at some of the floors in the cities where I'm active, it very much looks like, oh, Ben 68 is cashing out. Um, because I'm just dominating a whole bunch of floors and having a lot of fun doing floor battles with people like this morning i woke up and i had half a dozen um chicago 
uh, properties listed at the floor in USD at 36%. Well, I woke up this morning and there was one at 33%. So I was like, right, I'll put a couple up at 32%. I, I love that shit. I've been doing that since yeah. the very, very early days of San Francisco. Back in the day when we could sell under mint with no uh, threat of being sent to Alcatraz for, you know, destroying the market or whatever they mm-hmm. want to justify it. So um, that's as long as I've been playing Upland, the property trading aspect, the buying the properties, the working out what what's this valued at, how can I sell it, that has always been my most favourite thing to do in the game. And that goes back to well before, the, you know, there was no... There was no Upex land. There was there was no data management tools whatsoever. It was literally pen and paper going through San Francisco, looking at hundreds and hundreds of properties on my phone, clicking on it, all the unminted ones. Okay, this one's, which sounds crazy, you know, this one's 700 Upex, but if I look a bit more, I can probably find one for 650 or 1,000 or, you know. So it goes way back to those very early days, but probably to explain... Well, to answer your question, I'll, I'll just bring up my chart, which, you know, it depends on which graph you look at. It does very much look like a bit cashy outy. So, yeah, a little bit. If we just go to my number of properties, which you mentioned, yeah, my account started off uh, 13th of January 2020. I think it's, I kicked off. So I was very slow and steady for the longest time. Back in those days, there was no Discord. It was Telegram and, you know, you're talking about an active community of maybe 20 people. It yeah. was ultra tiny. So I just stuffed around here and there. I put a few Australian dollars in, nothing more. Um, it might have been, I don't know the dates on these. I'm fucking shocking at dates. It might have been the start of Fresno or Manhattan where I started to put crypto in. Um, I'm My actual fiat in value is maybe a couple of thousand i don't know how much it would have been it was like um i fomoed into a sea cliff collection at one point which might have been three hundred dollars you know it's little bits and pieces ten dollars here ten dollars there um, right buying direct but any big jumps you see in my account that was all crypto in uh based okay. on based on profits i'd made in the 2017 2018 ico craze um mm-hmm. so yeah my accounts kind of spits and spurts as different kind of city releases happened and whatnot. And then there's a couple of big jumps around here. I think this big jump might've been uh, Brooklyn. I went, I bought a 10 million UPEX or minted a 10 million UPEX property in Brooklyn for the Dumbo collection because oh, the shit. dividends on that's massive. Um, right. Or it might've been that jump there actually. And then, so what am I at there? 6,000 properties. And then, I kind of got it in my head. I was looking at some of the leaderboards and I was like, I'd love to be in the top three of number of properties. So I was, I'm going to go for 10,000 properties. So <laughs> I just started gobbling properties up like crazy in Chicago. I think I had 4,000 properties or something just stupid in Chicago at some point. Cause I, cause I, I'd learned the lesson from Manhattan. See, so when Manhattan released, I went pretty significantly into Manhattan, but which will blow people's minds now. When Manhattan released, there was just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of non-FSA uh, Manhattan properties for 2,000 UPX, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. So I... What was the UP2 on those? Oh, they're only tiny properties. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but now you, you, if you... And 
Dizzy Disky's the classic example of that, where he just minted up, you know, so many of those. And now, what are they worth now? Seventy thousand or something stupid. Yeah, you can some sell less for fucking ridiculous price. Yeah, so I'd I'd kind of seen that develop. I did do really well out of Manhattan. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I looked at Chicago. Okay, Chicago is the next big tier one city that's dropped. So I think based on a number of sales that I'd had at the time, I think I had a balance of like 14 million or 12 million upex or something like that so i just went ballistic in chicago minting up the floor i minted just yeah literally thousands of properties between a thousand upx and two thousand five hundred and i kept going all the way up to about five thousand upx that was kind of my cutoff point but then um the portage park project started to be talked about and I really liked what they had going on there, what they were talking about. So then I went crazy there and minted up the floor there to, I think, 7,000 UPX or something like that. So at the end of the yeah. day, I had all of these Chicago properties. I'm thinking, right, I'm going to hold on to these until the floor matures till about the 10,000 UPX mark, which by the time Chicago sold out, the, the, the prices were up around there anyway. So I thought, well, maybe if I just hang on to these a bit longer, I'll start offloading these slowly. But then, of course, Upland, in their wisdom, decided, okay, um, here's some mystery properties that now we're going to put another 18,000 properties in that are now available in Chicago, which just decimated the market. Yeah. Fuck. And just threw all those plans out the window. So I kind of, I've been sitting on all those properties for the longest time thinking, what am I going to actually do with these? So, yeah. So I kind of gave up on that plan. And then... okay. I, so that's around, what are we here? Yeah, about October, October 2022, I decided well, I'm going to go in the other direction and start downsizing my account. Um, pretty gradually there, I started to offload those Chicago properties because, you know, because I'd minted those for 1,000, 2,000, even though the floor was 5,000, I could still sell those at a, you know, that's still a chunky profit. Right, so, yeah, and you're, and you're not losing much on the dividends. No. So I started offloading those bit by bit by bit. And then I started okay. looking around like other cities where I had properties, Fresno, and um, I admitted just crap tons in LA as well and started slowly offloading the ones that were, the floor price was well and truly over the mid price that I paid. So yada, right. yada, yada. And then I kind of took a break. He, you, you can very clearly see here in my graph, um, this big plateau period here, this is where, any time that I could spend on Upland was all about the UGC stuff for Samurai Aquatics, um, doing all the stuff in the factories, moving all of the inventory, blah, 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 setting up the sales, doing all that sort of stuff. So that ticks on yeah, for about a, a year or it's almost a year there. Is it? Probably more. 2023, uh, six to 2024. Okay. So half a year, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a massive drop up. Well, that's that's where I've switched gears now, and the UGC's gone on the back burner, and now I'm all about radically de uh, dropping my account. So that's yeah, that's the number of properties. Normally, for some of the people that there's some famous examples of the I hate the term, but okay, OGs that have said this yeah. is enough for me. I'm going to cash out. This kind of this graph is very common, but what's not common is the flip side where the property's net worth and the mint net worth normally their property's net worth and the mint net worth follows the trend and drops off like a cliff right um 
that's not the case with my account, although you can see that my property's net worth graph is did drop off a cliff and is very much, you know, it's racing towards my mint net worth. So, you know, yeah. at, at my peak, I was at 150 mil net worth or something like that. I mean, that's a good looking chart, though. Yeah. But it's like a, a good gap there. Yeah. Um, well, I, ideally, my mint net worth would be above the property's net worth. Well, what this shows here, though, like that massive drop, what's what's behind that is, um, you know, talking about node projects and whatnot, I spent upwards of 35 million UPX developing Midtown Terrace. So that is yeah. um, the many contracts I had with the UCC construction company. So And you're the node leader there, right? Yeah. I'll, well, I'm the, I'm the dickhead that came up with the terminology and the concept of nodes and all that. That's Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. And then they ripped you off. Well, they just took it in their own direction and bastardized yes. it. Yes. Well, so, yeah, bastardized it. I'm, I'm not bitter. It's all good. But um, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I, I wanted to... I've always thought it's very strange, and a lot of people have mentioned this. You know, if you if you spend back in the day when you could buy block explorers for UPX, which doesn't seem you can do much nowadays, it's all USD. But back in those days, and even with the NFLPA bundles and everything like that, cars, whatever, anything you bought in UPX, all of that value is gone. So, right. You know, yourself as an established account or establishing account with 1.5 million, you know, you're aiming, I would imagine, to get to that executive status, the 10 million. Well, yeah. if you're constantly buying all of this cool stuff that's getting on board, but your value is di dissipating, that's kind of, kind of sucks. Yeah, that, that part's super frustrating because I really have to weigh out, like, they have all this cool shit um, that has nothing to do with properties necessarily. Yeah. Um, like the totems and who knows what life is going to do, but like uh, investing in totems and I see no, no gain from that. You know, right now I know that totem is going to turn into STEM yep. um, and then STEM is what you need for life, but is life going to add any value to your net worth? Yeah. Uh, probably not. Yeah. The great. So what, how much, I don't know. What's the benefit other than maybe, maybe there's some, avenue to get usd out with yep. that in some kind of way but as far as like um investing into you know upix and the platform itself i i don't know what the benefit is uh to doing that if if none of this stuff counts towards your net worth uh, which is kind of frustrating because i really have to weigh my options me build my net worth and um you know, increase my dividends every month, or am I going to buy this thing that I think is really cool um, and maybe has some sort of utility down the road, but we have no idea. I'm just kind of, you know, banking on a prayer here, yeah. uh, hoping that it's, you know, this, I mean, I know we're not supposed to, it's not an investment platform, but you know, there is money involved. So you do hope that you can recoup that in some kind of way. Uh, and I would like to think that that would be the case. If not, then so be it. But yeah. I don't want to just throw money away if if I can help it. I would like I would like to have it come back and benefit me, or at least give me an idea that's going to benefit me. I don't know. We have no idea what the fuck life is going to be like, or how that's going to work, or 
Does that increase the value of my property if I have a little farm on it yep. or something? I, I sure as fuck hope so. But I mean, adding, having a building on your property doesn't increase the value one iota. So, I mean, yeah, probably not, you know? Yeah. So that, that was kind of my thinking as well. See, I'd, my chart here, I'd been a chief executive since 23rd of November or thereabouts 2021. So I'd been a chief executive for a long time, but there, there was talk at the time, well, okay, back then there, there may have been, I don't know, a dozen chief executives. There's not many people that had reached that level. Now there's, you know, I think there might be hundreds of them that have got to that point, but we're always thinking, okay, are they going to put in a next tier? You know, maybe there's right. something above chief executive. So here I am spending tens, literally tens of millions of, Apex in Midtown Terrace. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want all of this um, net worth to just go disappear. So the arrangement that I had with the UGC was um, to transfer, and especially in the early days where Apex transfers wasn't a thing, um, I would have a contract to build 100 properties. It's, it's okay, it's 5 million UPX for this particular set of properties that they're going to help me develop. So, um, they would buy a Fresno burner off me for 680 UPEX and then I would buy it back off them for whatever the contract price was for 6 million. So I had dozens and dozens of these properties in Fresno where the mid price was 400 UPEX, 600 UPEX, but the last purchase price was 2 million, 6 million, you know, just crazy yeah. inflated properties because that was holding that value. So that's, mm. That's why that was maintained like that. This massive drop-off, this is the point where I said, you know, all these Fresno properties, I'm just going to flip them at the floor. So there's, you know, there's a dozen or more properties there in Fresno where the last purchase price was, yeah, was 5 million. And then I flipped the floor for 5,000 UPX or whatever it may be. So right. that, that that's what that massive drop-off there is. That's kind of, the graphs are kind of getting back to, my true value or whatever you want to say that the true account value even right though, yeah you're getting rid of that balloon so yeah, to speak exactly so how have i managed to sell you know i think what do i have six thousand now i'm under two thousand how have i managed to sell so many properties and not just completely destroy my net worth well i'm selling at a profit always um, right and yeah you're right i'm reinvesting well i'm doing two things i've Probably last year I started um, USD. I was actually in the, I won a position in the very first ever iteration of the USD out better. And at the time, because of tax implications, some of the shit I'd had to deal with with crypto, I was like, I don't want no fucking part of this whatsoever. So I gave away my position in that as a price. I was like, here you go, you have it. Here's the yeah. hot potato. So, but last year I I flipped the switch on that and I took out about five grand in Australian dollars from the USD out. This year I've doubled that and the next tax year I'm hoping to double that again. So I'm doing two things. I'm downsizing my account, flipping the floors for UPX. Um, I think my UPX balance now is six point something million. Um, all of that, well, I won't say all of it, probably at least 5 million of that, whatever the next city release is, I'll wait until collection reveal, post-collection reveal, 
And if there's a decent chunky collection there, you know, I try not to go for the standard. So I try at least a limited, hopefully, um, what is it, an exclusive orange collection. Yeah. Um, if there's a collection there and the mint price is, you know, one and a half million, that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking to get. I'll grab those three properties and that's it. That's all I'll mint in that city apart from a showroom property. So, I, yeah, I'm constantly looking to boost the dividends. So, yeah, I'm I'm selling out crap tons of properties, but I'm reinvesting most of the UPX, but I'm also pulling out a, for what is for me, a significant amount of USD as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so you're not, so you're not seeing too much of a dip in your in your dividends because you're selling off these really small, you know, UP2 properties that aren't giving you shit for dividends yep. anyway. And then basically taking the profits from that and then reinvesting into, you know, big yielding properties. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So my, what's that? UPX land says my yield is 1.1. I think I did get over 2 mil. What was the last city expansion we had? Was that Tokyo? Was the last city expansion? Yeah. Yeah. So Tokyo, I went and minted... I might have been Miami or somewhere. I minted a decent collection there. That took me again back over two mil. But because of the amount of properties I've been selling, that has um, dipped down again. I think. How do I check that? This one is. So, yeah, it's the property one. So I think, um, yeah, I'm one point nine mil now. So okay. next next city release, you know, I've got the what do I have? Six point three. Yeah. So I'll probably spend five mil at least of that. And that'll go way back over two mil again. So I'm kind of riding that line. I want to stay above two okay. mil, but I'm not concerned if it goes below because I know I'll get it back in the next city release. Right. Yeah. And, and and you're buying those collection properties, which give you are giving you that that boost. Yes. As well. So that's like a a double whammy. Yeah. And whatever's remaining, the other one million, I'm gonna get back in because I'm kind of at the point now where I've I've flipped out of a lot of my lack of better term trash properties now mm. now I'll, I'm, I'm doing the opposite of what you do you're you're buying for the cheapest price in usd to flip for the max upx well i'll go the other way i'll buy for the cheapest right. upx and f flip for the max usd that i can so yeah what's so, what's your what's your best city right now to to flip for uh usd i just I think um I just had sales come through this morning. I just think I finished Nashville. Now keep in mind this is still the properties that I already had existing in Nashville, and I'm just starting to flip out in USD in some of my Chicago's. They sell pretty much if I list twenty of them, ten of them will be gone the next morning or something yeah. like that. So that that's pretty good turnover there. But that's right at the floor. And like I said, I'm having a lot of fun doing those floor battles. Mm -hmm. There's I've I've had so many games playing that, as I said, since back in the San Francisco days, there was one point there where me and another guy, um, Eric Pete Martin, I think it was, we were battling to sell the floor in San Francisco. And, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I was like, that bastard, he's dropped the floor to 3,500. Okay, so I'll list I'll list 50 properties at 3,200. And then you wake up and he's listed a whole bunch at 3,100. So we were playing those games for ages and, I, I did the dirty on him one day. I aggressively was working to drop the floor with him. And he, I think he listed 20 or 30 at a really low price. And then I gobbled them all up. I think, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. I'll get you. And I know people do that with me with some of my USD sales because they know mm -hmm. 
if they just drop one USD uh, low market price in there, I'm going to go, well, fuck you, and I'm going to put 10 in. And then they can right. turn, turn around and do the same thing. So Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's the most fun I, I have. So, yeah, I'm aggressively downsizing my account to the number of properties, but not necessarily the value or anything like that. Yeah. So oh, that makes sense. A very long-winded answer to your question. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's a good, thorough answer. I mean, I, I knew you've been talking about that. And I assumed as much, but, you know, I haven't had to had a chance to, to get your your story behind it so yeah so that's that started october last year when i started to flip the switch some of that i'm uh, not going to lie some of that is the frustrations that i have at you know where i'm in my fifth year started my fifth year of playing this game still no property management tools the ui is still it's not very user-friendly there's so many stuff that could be improved, should be improved, has been said it's going to be improved, but it's fucking nothing happening. So, okay, time to right. downsize. Yeah, I can only imagine going through and and even just listing your properties for sale, how fucking mind-numbing that is to just... Yep. Or oh, could... there's one. Oh, could... fuck. I mean, I only have 170 properties. I'm just like, come on, where are they at? At least now I can they have some sort of like sorting feature, but, but they still don't, not. they don't on collections, which fucking does my head in. There's been a few times, as you know, I'm trying to maintain my, my um, dividend boost. So there's been a few times where I've run the collection optimizer and because mm -hmm. of different properties I've bought, it throws out your city pro collection or your king of the street collection. And, you know, I'm missing out on 10,000 upex a month because I ain't going to sit there and scroll through 4,000 goddamn properties on mobile to find this one property. There's no search function. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's fucking insane. I, yeah. I was doing the same thing. I, I, only, I only have a 170. But yeah. when I go through the optimization thing, and I'm like, and you got to just kind of shuffle them around. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're going back and forth, back. And like, fuck, man. Like, nope, fuck it. I'm just going to live with it. Unless yep. I'm really bored one day or I'm on a road trip and my wife is driving, maybe I'll I'll do it because I got nothing better to do. But God, it, I mean, and for me, it's only, you know, it's not nearly as much. The the gain is not that great. Um, but oh shit. Yeah, like I can only imagine that that frustration. They there has to be a better way to to be able to do like you should just be able to go to the collection, like here's all the properties that qualify for your collection that you have and like with the dividends right next to it, just click the fucking button. Well, we know because all of the very clever blockchain coders, they can set up these optimization things. They 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 rip the you know the APIs and they can say this is the best collection. So therefore there's no reason that Upland can't do it. And you're right, there should be a button optimize collections. Even if you gotta pay shit, let's pay yeah. five thousand. Let's, let's pay ten bucks or whatever. Press the yeah. button. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah. Give, give people a fucking subscription to upland it's free but shit i'll if it's 4.99 so i and i'll get all the optimized crap and maybe i get you know what put that in the in the fucking season, season pass. pass yeah yeah. you know like charge me eight dollars or whatever and you get an optimization feature you get all these quality of life features plus your stupid overlays and i don't give a fuck about the overlays but i'll take all of the quality of life features you want to yes. throw in there because I mean, there's they're probably not doing it because there's not a lot of value in it because they need to make money. But, but if you, there is if you value just tie in it, it in, there is value because it's gonna 
people yes. are going to be far more likely to buy collections if they can optimize them and, and the re- like and the the user retention is yeah. valuable yes massive i mean so. if i wasn't such a stubborn bastard and and already wasn't really comfortable with like crypto and nft stuff I, yep. There's no way I would have stayed. I would have been like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know anything about this. Yep. I, I'm going to let this game suck money out of me and then I'm just going to forget about it. No. Um, and I'm sure there's lots of people that look at this this cool looking llama thing. This looks like fun. And like, there's no, where's the cartoon llama? You know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah it's I, just I, fucking properties. I say that all the time with new use onboarding. Like um, if if you're a new user and you, especially if you're on the mobile app and you go over to Midtown Terrace and you scroll over there or Monero or something, it's, it's going to crash and the app's going to crash right. and you're going to go, well, clearly this isn't ready. So yeah, there's, there's so much work that needs to be done. So that that's, again, that that's partly, um, there's no getting around. That's partly me with my account um, downsizing. That's partly me pulling back some of my risk not that I mm-hmm. have really a financial risk because, as I said, I'm mostly playing with uh, crypto house money. Although, right. as you mentioned, nobody comes into this thing, even though it's not a financial blah, blah, blah. Nobody comes in saying, yeah, I, I really hope I lose money on this. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to piss my money away today. Yeah. And this and this is the app I'm going to do it in. Yeah. So part of it's me pulling back some of that as well. And I saw this. Um, I talked about this in the old podcast that I did uh especially in that long period where the crypto market cap was one under 1 trillion. That's always mm-hmm. been my dollar cost averaging point. While the market cap's under a trill, I just dollar cost average my target coins and just slowly build up a bag. Um, that got turned off recently, of course, because now the crypto is going the other direction. But now, see, I'm right. pulling out the USD and converting that to Australian dollars. I'm going to keep that aside, some of that at least aside to... Once the crypto goes back down again, well, now I've got this little nest egg where I can put that in. So it's partly it's partly pulling back some of my financial risk, if you want to put it there. Um, and then, of course, it's nice too. Like, I've been playing this game for so long. My wife's like, what the hell is this? I'm doing meetings in... Well, that's... I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm investing all this stuff into a mobile game. Now, she's seen me go fanatical on mobile games and develop communities for many, many years since we haven't got our first iPhones. But now, well, the other night for her birthday, we went out to dinner. I was told her and the kids, just order whatever you want. And the bill was the bill was like something we, we would never even have conceived of paying ever. And right. I was like, I paid for all of this with Upland. So, you know. Oh, that's a good feeling. It is a good feeling, mate. Yeah. Or even we got um, we got our rates bill and like, don't worry, it's it's taken care of. Paid with it with Upland. So, yeah. yeah. I, I did that with Bitcoin at one point, like when it was, um, when I had, I had, I had uh, almost a Bitcoin. Yep. Uh, I was like just barely under a Bitcoin. It was like, I think it was about like 200 bucks. And then like, 2017 2018 and it fucking was ballooning up and at the time when i had it um i was like oh man it got up to i think 1800 bucks i was like fuck this is the highest ever been the highest before that was 1200 i was like holy shit i'm like well before it fucking crashes like i I, uh i told my wife i said hey is there anything you need like Mm. i'm just gonna cash out on on stuff that we need right now so i went and we bought a bunch of crap um you know for wherever was letting me buy it with just Bitcoin. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to cash out. I wanted to, I wanted to 
keep it in um on the on the blockchain right yes. so uh so i was just using um websites that allowed me to to spend with uh with fucking bitcoin i mean even even microsoft at, at the time was letting was letting you buy games and stuff with bitcoin so like i had bought some video games um with bitcoin anyway so one day i was like yeah just get whatever just you, you need like a new bedspread and you know fucking curtains and shit i think it was like overstock.com or something let me let me buy with bitcoin and so i was like well fuck man it's at eighteen hundred dollars it's never been so high i'm like i'm up a bunch on this let's just get it and then you know i cashed most of it out at that point um like an idiot and then wow, it was that, like but... months later it was yeah. like it hit twenty thousand dollars i'm like oh my god yeah, no yeah. Now no, those you can see curtains. It. Now those curtains are probably worth you know ten grand each. It's, yeah, I you... bought a, I bought a fucking pair of shoes, and I was like, oh, here's a fucking ten thousand dollar pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. can't, you can't look back like that. I even just recently with the Ethereum bundle sale, like mm-hmm. those people that it's different. If if you bought your Ethereum back in the day when it was twenty bucks or eighty bucks or whatever, that's a different story. But the people who bought Ethereum specifically to be part of this bundle sale. Well, yeah, shit. Now the, the the Ethereum's taken off, so you yeah. just can't you just can't look back. I know that with, like I said, a lot of the, well, most of my accounts built on crypto and shit. If I look back and look at some of the coins I sold mm-hmm. to buy UPX, well, you'd pull your hair out. But you just you yeah, no. Nah, I, I mean, it's it's mostly fun for me. I look at it, and and the funny thing is, I was talking to my dad not too long ago, and I was like, Dad, hey, remember when I was telling you to buy all this like crypto shit? And he kind of listens to me now, yeah. but back in the day, I was talking about Bitcoin. And I was like, remember when you? I was telling you, hey, it's 200 bucks. Go buy some fucking Bitcoin. And yep. you didn't. I'm like, I bet you're kicking yourself in the ass now, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, go play Upland, you dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now he just looks at me like I'm a weirdo. He's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what's this app? And you're buying properties. And yep. I'm like, yeah, man, like, just trust me. Like, the metaverse, this is going to be the next thing. Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. Well, I, I want to go back to something that I picked up in your last video where you talked about you'd moved into a new, now I love this. It's kind of your new uh, studio space almost. Um, tell us about that journey. I know, you know, myself as well, wife, three kids, um, especially back in the day when I used to do the old podcast at 3am my time. Um, can't wake up the whole house doing this shit. I know you do stuff in the off hours as well. Yeah. So my, my wife and kids, I'm always like a night owl, even though I got to wake up early. I've always been a night owl um, for like, I don't know, over 10 years. I worked swing shifts. And so I was just always up late and getting off work late. Um, so I'm just accustomed to being up late at night. But with um, where my computer, my computer in my room at my house, I don't know why, but um, I have a massive bedroom. And so I had a desk in there and that's where my computer was. And because I didn't want to be so removed from the family, um, if I was going to be on my laptop, it was going to, it was just at a desk in, uh, in our bedroom. Cause it had lots of space in there. So, um, we have like these really big dogs and we did some rearranging in our house last week. And my wife was like, I want to get our dogs because we crate them, uh, when we're at work, uh, I want to get them out of the living room. And so she's like, where can we put them? I'm like, well, let's just put them in the bedroom. And I've been trying to get down here, but she has always said like, um, whenever you have a thing, you always take over a space. I want to have the space. I said, fine, I'll take the garage. You can have this, this downstairs room to do your crafting or if she has to work from home, whatever you'll have that space. Um, but when we were looking in our bedroom, like where can we put our dog crates? The only like 
spot that made sense was right where my desk was. So I'm like, let's just put it, let's just put it right there. She's like, well, where are you going to put your computer? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You got, you got any ideas? And she's like, <laughs> well, let's just put it downstairs for now. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And so I, I'm like holding a desk down here and she's like, well, where are you going to put it? Cause this space down here isn't all that big. I'm like, I'm not sure where I'm going to put this. I'm like, I'll just squeeze it over here in the corner behind this couch. And she's like, just use my, just use half of my desk. Cause she has this whole, like all the way over here is like, like a whole rounded desk in this nook. Um, and she's like, well, I have a lot of desks. You can just use a portion of it. I'm like, okay. So now I have this, you know, space. It's, it's not as big as my bedroom upstairs, but um I, I can't I'm not gonna wake anybody up when she goes to bed yeah, or when my kids go to bed because their their bedroom's right across right across the hallway. Yeah. Um and so if I have to talk at a normal volume, there's no fucking way I can do that. And then she'll be in there, what are you doing especially, on your computer talking about cryptos and NFTs again? Especially as the vulgar uplander, you know, that's your whole thing. You can't be dropping oh, yeah. bombs and whatever. Yeah, yeah she would hate that. Yes. Yeah. So that definitely rang true for me because I'm in the exact same boat. Um, I'll just go off my shitty background, and this this is this is my podcast studio. Oh fuck yeah! So I'm in a tiny little laundry room that's built built illegally onto the side of our house. So yeah, this Beautiful. is my podcast studio. I've literally got my laptop sitting on our chest freezer. So this is my space. Okay. Yeah, laptop used to be on top of the the washing machine over here but then we got a new washing machine and it didn't work in between that and the fridge so yeah i moved over to my new space you ever use that shitter to to podcast on very often before a podcast starts um i'll have to go yeah i might be five minutes late hang on (laughs) but i always make sure i chuck something over the camera yes just in case (laughs) just i gotta just slide over here for a second yeah but that's awesome the big concern has always been, yeah, the noise factor because you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't want to be waking the wife and kids up as well, you know, and you don't want to rein yourself in. You know, I'm famously pretty passionate about some of the things that I complain and whine about at times too, tend to get fired yeah. up. So you don't want to dial that back. So now that that was cool. I, I enjoyed watching that aspect of it when you were talking about that as well. Yeah, I've been very excited to be to be down here because, yeah, I don't have to to be quiet at all. I can be as loud as I want. I can say whatever the hell I want. I don't have to worry about anybody coming and bothering me except for these fucking cats that are down here. (laughs) I'll come down because they sleep down. We lock them down here because one of them likes to piss on our clothes. If, if I haven't put them away yet. Fun times. Yeah. So it doesn't, it pisses on in the litter box down here, but heaven forbid I let that fucker upstairs. uh, It will find my clothes that I'm really bad about putting away on a regular basis and just piss all over them. Um, so it sleeps down here. And so when I come down here, I always find like little paw prints everywhere. I'm like, yeah, you little bastards, but, uh, they're the only things I got to worry about bothering me down here. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a, a kind of semi set up space that that's kind of one of the things again, going back to what I don't know, do stuff on my laptop because I, I don't, I literally don't have a desk. So that's, um, the the USD figure out that I'm hoping to do next year. The one of the goals there is um, we have a very large space up one part of our house. Um, there's these. It's kind of what we call here in Australia a granny flat, but it's basically like a comes flat packed, like a it's almost like a shipping container size, 
and mm-hmm. they lift it up and it's like this whole space, you know, there's a front door, there's a window, there's, you know, you can have an air conditioner. I'd, I'd love to set that up out there because we, we're really lacking for storage in this house. Um, yeah. That could be kind of like what you've got there. It could be my wife's like knickknack area. I could have my little podcast studio properly set up. So if I want to do something, well, I can just go out at the moment. If I have an idea for a video, I can't just, okay, I'm going to go sit down and record that because it's a whole fucking process to get set up in here. And Yeah, I mean, especially if you're doing laundry or something. Well, that's that's the thing. I got I got to work around the laundry schedule, or I'll have to ask. Um, I'll have to ask Maya. Um, do you need anything out of chest chest freezer for the next hour? Because I'm going to be all right. stuffing. There's I'm going to be a, on it. There's been a few times where she, you know the kids have asked for something for dinner, and she'll like has to come in. I got to lift it up. It's yeah, it's a whole thing. So that's def- awesome. Definitely having a set space would be a huge game changer, and I'd, that's primarily the reason why i don't do any short form content at all it's always this kind of long form stuff because i right. can't just zap in and out whenever i want so yeah that i mean when i was able to to make the video the other night that was the first one i've made at night and it was only because like everybody's asleep i got nothing to do it's like oh, i could play some video games or i could just go jump on upland and fuck around in there for a little bit yeah. um which was nice because a lot of times i'll have ideas or things i want to talk about and i'm like okay i'll just talk about that on my drive to work tomorrow but i don't I don't love doing that just because the audio quality sucks yep. so much and I'll buy some shit to make that better, but I just haven't yet. Um, I, and I would rather just sit down here or, you know, at my computer and do it. Cause it's just, I have, it's just so much easier to do yep. um, and way more comfortable than, you know, navigating the, the Pacific Northwest on my, while, you know, playing upland. Absolutely. Um, I just want to go back to one of the points you mentioned is one of the ways you're funding your upland journey is with a bunch of other apps that you're getting rewards from. Um, I think in one of you, or it might have been in this thing or one of the other videos where you were talking about how uh, the rewards you get with your gas card or something like that as part of it. Um, yeah. Is is there other any Web three games or apps that you're playing with as well that generate some kind of income that you can filter over? Um, I haven't looked into that too much other, you know, other web three things. Um, so, so no, not, not that I'm aware of. I, I haven't spent much time in that. Uh, I don't have a ton of time to do, you know, deep dives into like what, what sort of stuff makes sense. Um, or I, what can I trust? Yep. So that's kind of, that's been the barrier there. Um, some of these, the apps that I use right now, I have, you know, vetted and I've, I've used and looked at long before I decided I was going to start, um, using them like often and heavily to, to make sure that, you know, what they're saying is actually true. Uh, yeah. there'd been a, some, there'd been some that were just really, I don't know, uh, gross to, to use. And I was like, no, this is, this juice is not worth the squeeze. I'm not fucking around with this app at all. Um, like a lot of the ones where you have to spend all this time doing surveys and shit just to get, you know, like 50 cents or something. I'm like, I'm not going to spend 20 minutes to make fucking 50 cents. That's just unreal. I'm not going to do that. That's a waste of my fucking time. Uh, just so they can gain data on me and or information and, you know, give me ads directed towards how I've answered these stupid fucking questions. I don't care about. So no, I, I, I don't mess with those ones, but um if there's any that anybody 
could suggest I would happily look into it, but I just haven't had a ton of time to, you know, dive deep into um, other, you know, like Web3 things that could yield a benefit. But I, I'm definitely interested. I just yeah. haven't. Um, you mentioned uh, NFTs prior, and yet one of the things that I've been banging on for years and years is I we know there's the the nft situation that captures all the headlines is always the board eight yacht clubs where mm-hmm. you, know, you got to pay 200 grand to get one of these things blah 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 i i personally think the mainstream adoption of nfts is going to be way more boring than that you know it's going to be po oh. apps for ticket sales uh different rewards mm-hmm. for that driver's licenses marriage license yep. yada 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 um yeah movie tickets yeah, concert stuff. tickets shit like that yeah um Interested, you said you're you're somewhat of a gamer. What was your take if you saw it like we've just seen Disney and Fortnite partner up now as a kind of a web three thing? Um mm-hmm. you know, the amount of money that people spend in Fortnite on skins and whatnot is billions and billions. Tie that in with NFTs. Well, what's your whole thinking there? Is is something like that picking your interest? Have you got your finger on the pulse of that? So- um yeah, a little bit, because I think, you know, Disney is so big and influential and Fortnite is also really big and influential and they have a lot of money and resources to throw around. And I think they're both um, properties that people can trust. And I think that goes a really long ways. They're super recognizable. I think it's really difficult to say, uh, hey, we got to we'll just ignore this one. Um, maybe it's not up everybody's alley, to, you know, video games and Disney, but. Um, I think it's definitely something to pay attention to because whatever sort of thing that they're doing, um, naturally other players are going to copycat and they have the funds and resources to, to kind of go big if, if they you know really want to do it right. Yep. Um, they can copy some things that they see from other, you know, metaverses or whatever, because it sounds like that's the direction they're going. Yeah. Um, they can steal some ideas. I mean, sure. I'm sure they could steal some ideas from, from Upland and um, what is it? Sandbox and Decentraland and all of those. Yeah. Decentraland. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, throw in whatever innovative ideas that they have. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be paying attention to that. And I, am I going to dive into that? I, I don't know. I really don't like Fortnite to be honest with you. Um, my kids do. Um, my nephews do. If there is a world where they, I could kind of introduce people to a metaverse through trusted properties. I, I think I will happily do that. Um, if it means taking the next step to something, you know, we'll, we'll just say more adult, yep. uh, an adult metaverse versus like, you know, maybe this is more of a cookie cutter, you know, really user-friendly, I don't know, vanilla version of a metaverse. Um, if it gets people to adopt and understand and trust uh, that kind of platform, I, I think it could be really, really great for the space and and moving people towards, uh, you know, I, I always have this grand vision, kind of like Ready Player One, yeah, uh, and the Oasis. Uh, that's I I I know that's a movie, and but I really do see a world where that it could be a real possibility. You look at Nowhere and Upland and uh, the the possibilities of that, and then all the headsets that people you know, like Apple and Google and Microsoft have come out with. I mean, that's, 
that's the direction we're going in AI yep. and the things that it can generate. I mean, shit, before you know it, you're not even going to have to worry about people making things. It's just AI is just going to have it and you just plug in. Where we go. Absolutely. Well, um, how, how, how are you going for time? You, you're available for a bit longer? There's a couple. Oh, of yeah, I'm good, to, I'm good to go. I don't think I got to pick my kids up for another hour. So, all right, sweet. There's a couple other topics I'd like to dive into. Um, You mentioned, I noted down earlier, you mentioned early on that you're considering um starting a block explorer meta venture now now we have this kind of whole situation where upland seems to be releasing uh, low mint number uh block explorers that can be bought in pack specifically for the block explorer owners and then they can you know on sell them for upx and whatnot is that that's the aspect that kind of piquing your interest there yeah i think so um i i like that idea kind of like a. Uh... Oh, what uh it'd be nice to be kind of like a the Costco of blocking sports that you know mm. you you buy a pack and um that I really think that you can make you know some profits doing that because you're 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 not really guessing you're getting them at a discount and then you you get a couple extra and you can throw it in same same with I think kind of the uh vehicle the car yes. ones where they're yeah, they're doing almost... something kind of similar. It's almost guaranteed profit, isn't it? Because yeah. they've, left, they've left enough meat on the bone for you. Right. And that seems like a, a really good avenue to go down. Uh, I've been kind of waiting and hoping that maybe they do that with, I was hoping they were going to do something with the NFL mm. in that in that way, but it just didn't, it just didn't. Maybe the next World Cup or something, they can do something like that for legits. But um, yeah, but Block Explorers, that, that is the piece that piques my interest the most. Um, you're almost like it, it makes it really worth having a shop. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's going to drive sales to your specific place, especially if they're limited. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. And now that they've kind of started to implement the burn feature as well, that adds a mm -hmm. whole layer to com of complexity. I love the burn feature. I think, man, I really thought they were going to be burning totems. Mm. Um, and maybe they still will at some point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, th I think I think the burn the burn feature is 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 a really great and adds a little uh, like a layer of strategy to the game, which I, which I really enjoy. Yes. Now I woke up this morning to a new announcement, and it's all about block explorers. So that's a pretty good segue over to that. I haven't looked at this at all, so this will be the first time that I dive into this. So we can have a quick look through this together. So the frost season explore sale. Uplands Frozen Fortunes Burn Event, Unveiling the Mysteries of Frost Season. Frozen Fortunes Burn Events. The Flames of Fortune. I like the wordplay they're doing there. Mm -hmm. the forefront of this chilling event is the Block Explorer Sale. A chance to own. For the first time ever, Uplanders can acquire official Frost Season Block Explorers. Okay, so it's not going to be tied only to Block Explorer shop owners. Right not just as tokens of this icy season but as vaults of value each bundled with upx to help employ your upland journey okay well that's good that they've tied that back into the get the upx i know yeah last monster bloody thing people were a bit kind of out of sorts that there was no upx portion oh yeah with the cards yeah well, what was that the the monster truck bloody thing it was a yeah one, one block explorer one map asset or something yeah they they 
man, their messaging on that is just is so juicy. Uh, and then you really look at the numbers. And you're like, there's only fucking 10 of these things. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like, you want me to buy all this shit just to get into a, uh, a sale where I have to buy more shit and then hope to God I get lucky enough to get one of 10 of the, of this one. It's like, get fucking real. You have to spend so much money. Yeah. I mean, I really like, I know I'm, I'm shitting on, on Upland, but oh man, I, I love, I really love Upland, but there's just some of the things that they're doing. You're like, man, I see right through that dumb thing. Like make more than fucking 10. Of, yes. of those stupid little cards yeah that definitely people raised will actually have a chance yeah and yeah. then it, then it didn't work anyway for technical difficulties oh it didn't so, yeah they did some other thing where due to te- technical difficulties they're just gonna take a snapshot yada 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 so oh i didn't even i wasn't even following that i i wrote it off after i saw yeah those stupid cards i'm like these cards look stupid uh and i'm like what does this have to do with the frost these are fucking halloween things what are we yeah doing? that's i i couldn't understand that either I was like well wouldn't this make perfect sense to have done this at halloween yeah absolutely but these ones yeah. look pretty cool although yeah you know frost season we're buying gloves and snowflakes and boots it's freaking boiling ass hot heat so yeah really i mean it's, it's cold where i'm at but not that bad it's like nearing spring so it's yeah. it's slowly warming up or at least where i'm at all right, so we got the interesting. It is going back to UP. Oh no, that's you get five thousand UPX plus the Block Explorer sale. So yeah, it is a USD feature, right? That's right. Imagine, yeah. So you got to spend five bucks or something. Five bucks, ten bucks, twenty-five bucks. I'd imagine that's what it is to get your to get your mitts. Yes, that look pretty cool. Yeah, I don't hate them. At least it's on theme. So here we go. Unlocking limited edition block as well. The Frozen Fortunes Burn event also introduced a captivating <clears throat> challenge, offering players a unique opportunity to earn limited frost hourglass block as by burning any combination of three different specific block as Okay. So you still have to have the three specific, but it doesn't matter what combination. Old or new participants can unlock these coveted treasures. Okay. Limited. Of the ones that you have to buy up above? Yeah, those ones, it sounds like. So so you have to spend, uh, what is it, 25? You have to buy one of each of those bundles or you have to go get them off the secondary market if you want to get one of these hourglasses? But here it says New Year 22 Snowflake. New Year 22 Snowman. So does that mean the old block explorers, frosty cauldron, frosty grip, frosty grips there? Mm-hmm. None of the others are mentioned. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, it is. Look, that's the old school ones. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. Burn three different blocks. Okay. So they have to be the frosty things. So you have to burn one of these new ones and a combination of some of the old ones. Well, that's an interesting oh, approach. Oh, shit. Well, now I need to go get some old ones. Now I need to go into my Block Explorer shop and make sure I don't have any of these listed too low. Interesting. Yeah, you see, the things they're doing with Block Explorers are really cool. Like, there's so yeah. many, you know, like, um, there's so much utility to them. And there's a reason for people to go there. Like, right now, there's absolutely zero reason for anybody to go to, you know, my uh, my football MetaVenture shop unless yep. I I mean I don't even know why somebody bought some the other day 
and thank you, but I don't know why. I don't know why they bought them. <laughs> yeah. And so, so when they come out the blue like that, you you always second guess yourself and hey, what do they know that I don't know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So no, this is a cool feature. I like this. So yeah, if you use the frosty grip, which was the most common one, and you burn it with mm -hmm. I, I would assume these are fairly common as well. You get that one. This one, you got to burn the flake and the dancing boots. Plus, that's definitely an old block. You spoil that one. Yeah, look at that thing. That's going to be interesting to check because I know I've got some of these very old um, OG. Is that twenty twenty that it says? I think it is. That would be. Yeah, it, I mean it's kind of faint there at the, at the base, but I'm pretty sure it says twenty twenty. Yeah, the value on those. Yeah, twenty twenty. Look at that. Wow. And then, yeah, now you're burning those. Yeah. It just creates uh, even more rarity. That's, oh, I like that. I love the burn mechanic. Yeah, that's cool. So what do they got for this last? Oh, that's the last one. Yeah, legendary. Hang on. Legendary Frost 24 hour. Okay, so there's a time there. Every burn contributes one point to your standing on the great, oh, not another leaderboard. The fervor of the competition heats up as the top 10 players who burn the most block explorers will be crowned with the legendary Frost 24 hour guys. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. That adds a whole bunch of extra marketability and value to some of the old block explorers. It gives lots of FOMO to the new ones. So if you are lucky enough to get in and you know, meet some of these up or buy some of these, there's going to be, well, the secondary value on those is going to be sky's the limit, I would think. Especially yeah, th th this is the short, the sort of shit that, that gets me. Like, oh, man, like, because this isn't hard. Like, the frosty grip here, like, there's 300 of them. You know, that's a really low barrier to entry. To yep. get these other guys, I mean, maybe if I was, you know, had some forethought uh, in advance, I would have, you know, maybe looked at some of those. But, um yeah, that's not unobtainable, which is what I like to see. Because some of the, some of the things they do are like, there's no fucking way I'm going to get that. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's no way. Um, I, I don't got the, I, I don't, I'm not available at 9 a.m. or 3 a.m. your time. Yeah. Uh, and then if I got the funds to do it, you know, that's another thing. Or if like that, like the carts where there's only the the one of them. There's only 10 of them. Like, there's no way. There's no yeah. way I'm going to get that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love this. I, I would love to see this transfer over to um, UGC side of things. Like, imagine mm -hmm. for map assets, if Samurai Aquatics could say, you know, if Upland could give us the heads up and say, hey, we want you to create a special, you know, low mint number feature item, and they're going to help work with us to set up a burn mechanic where if you burn your your bloody patio umbrella your pool and this well then you're going to get this other one um, right hopefully that bleeds over at some stage but yeah yeah like and, and maybe because i know they were talking about with sparklet you could make legits and shit yes with that point. maybe they'll have yeah. something like that yeah yeah that's a good very good point all right, that sounds cool. All right, I'm glad I held off on looking at that because that was fun. Um, one last thing I'd like to touch on. We kind of, you mentioned it briefly. We saw on your home residence you had two totems and mm -hmm. you kind of talked about how that's 
very much a speculative space where we're all playing for the future. We don't know what it's going to hold. Um, just how was your whole process with the totems, the buying, feeding, all of that sort of stuff? Did you hold off to wait to get some information or did you get straight in for the snapshot and the badge and all the rest? Oh, I was all in for the snapshot and the badge. Yeah, I'm not... I, patience is not one of my strong suits. So I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to press the buttons. And uh, it worked out for the most part. I had a red one and a green one. So one was on the 24 hour cycle. One was on a 30 hour cycle. That 30 hour cycle one was kind of a pain in my ass, but I, I wasn't too stressed out about it. Um, I I was at first because all I could see is like it um, just purging my, um protom and i was like fuck i'm not gonna have any any protom left here soon and then slowly it started ticking up and i was like okay wait i think there might be there might be um some light at the end of this tunnel and uh yeah so i, I didn't stress about the red one i did look at um beulah man's uh what the what is it called i think i still have it up on my laptop I can't remember the name of the site, the upline info page where you can see the, the, when to feed your totems and stuff. So once, once that was out, I was like, okay, like this is my little savior because is I was, I figured out the green one. Um, that one was actually pretty easy, but the red one, I was like, I had no idea what cycle I was on. I didn't know what the fuck that one was doing. Um, my scores were all over the place. Um, but yeah, fortunately I didn't, um, have any issues with i wasn't one of those people that were of the mindset like i'm just going to throw the whole lot at this thing i'm going to feed it 300 protum right out of the gate i was like man i'm just gonna go really small and see and just slowly ramp up i think that's a better option than just you know try to fill the damn thing up so it, it wasn't bad it wasn't bad at all um it took a, like less than a week before most of the information was out yeah. and i could kind of uh optimize you know what i was doing so it was it was fine i think i only missed one feeding before all that information came out and then once it came out that's when i missed them all i missed like three after that like an idiot yeah that's cool yeah i I had a red one as well which the 30 hour cycle or whatever it was um yes some of those 12 a.m feeding so i was like Mm -hmm. i ain't setting an alarm for that if I happen to get up to take a leak at half past two or something, I'll just feed it then. So yeah, that's exactly the mentality I took. Like I think for me it was the green one was at like eleven twenty something. Um, and then the red one, it would go from seven AM to one PM uh to it it was like three different times. Anyway, there was one of them that was like in the middle of the night. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'll just feed it before I go to bed. Yeah, so I think um for the next cycle, which I gotta probably today, I'll probably sit down and have a look at the market. I'm gonna try and trade my red wolf for a green one, and I'll, I was thinking doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm gonna try and pick up a. I'd I'd like to take if I can get two greens, and I can get them on the same schedule. I'd probably do that if if the secondary figures aren't too crazy. Right, or maybe you could just trade straight across. I mean, probably not because greens are gonna have more value than the reds, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you never know. All right. Well, that's all of the notes I've got down. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on you think we didn't cover? Uh, God, man, we talked, we've talked a while. No, I think, 
we, I think we're good. I think we touched on all kinds of different stuff today that, you know, what's great for me is that I, you're the first person I've actually got to talk like out loud about Upland to because nobody I know mm. uh, is willing to dabble with Upland. Yeah. Um, so like I'll talk to my dad or my sister sometimes or some friends, but um, eyes glaze over. Yeah, they're just like, get the fuck out of here, man. You and yes. your voodoo magic game. Um, <laughs> and my wife just rolls her eyes at me. Yes. Like when I told her about this today, I said, Yeah, I, I I'm gonna, you know, talk with a guy uh from Australia about Upland. She's like, What the fuck are you doing? I'm like <laughs> she and she's like trying to roll her eyes in the back of her head. She's like, I literally can't roll my eyes uh hard enough. I'm like, it's fine, I get it. Well, hang in um, there. Um, my wife did that for many years, as I said, but you know, never know. You start. Yeah, she did it with the Bitcoin thing too, and it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I think it's just great uh, being able to talk to somebody out loud about it. Um, I I really appreciate you uh, letting me come on and you know have a chat and just let me be me. So, absolutely. thank you, thank you very much. No worries. So I always like to end on, you know, we're, we're in this space. I think you and I are very similar in when not afraid to voice our concerns, our frustrations and that not unfiltered as it may be. Um, obviously, we're sticking around. There's still enough in this thing that keeps us actively engaged. Um, yes. We're, we're passionate about it. What's what's kind of your hope for the future? Is there any like feature or aspect that you're hanging out for or ideas for where you'd like to for this to be headed or other aspects for you to move into? Yeah, I, I really like the, well, obviously the property management stuff, um, but uh, being able to rent your space, like having buildings um, provide some sort of value to your property and then renting that um, almost like being able to work inside of Upland would be really cool. Like, you know, an Uber service for like moving items for other people decor, please i'll pay somebody yeah to my decor um, yeah. to, to like to really generate some kind of uh revenue um for the things that don't generate revenue currently yep. so like your cars and your buildings you know i want to be able to generate revenue for having people rent out a room why the fuck do they have rooms um on the buildings if you're not going to do anything with them yes um same with the the cars let me transport stuff let me rent my space uh let me come into the game and clock in for somebody else or if i want to you know boost a factory or help help uh optimize a factory let me feed their totems yeah yeah, yeah whatever let let me do something like that where people can employ me mm. uh in the layer one experience and not some other layer um yes i would love that uh, whatever place we can get it however we can get it i think something like that um is like the almost like the beginning stages of something massive yeah. for this space yep. um once we get to that place and we can figure out how to do that i think the sky's the limit um yep. for the metaverse uh, all metaverses absolutely so yeah you, you can envision a future where instead of a one hour 45 you know hour commute each way to work well it's i'm just going to go into my little room here and going to go and put in three four hours worth of work yeah yeah yep. and, and get paid for it on some level yeah yeah absolutely all right well i think that's a good point to touch on stick around i've got a few things to do with you on the back end other than that thank you very much for jumping in and helping me kick off this um 
this particular series again, I took a bit of a break with all of the shit that I had happened with the storm damage and shitty laptops oh. and whatnot. So looking at yeah. a few more of these. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me jump on and, and spend some time and, and talk about Upland. No worries. Don't forget, if you are listening still, make sure you get on over and check out El Slack's YouTube channel, the Volga Uplander. Link in the description. Like and subscribe. He puts a lot of content out there. As I said, some of it's, and as he's mentioned too, some of it's sit down, go through through things content. Some of it's some um, just free-flowing um, by the city of pants sort of stuff. I, I like that sort of stuff. I also like the, um, I was watching one the other day where you, you're just going through the motions. It's stuff that you would normally do. You buy, selling and trading, but you're just talking through your process. Um, that kind of background uh, stuff is, I think that's pretty cool to have on there. There's always Thank different you. Tics, tips and tricks you can pick up on that sort of stuff. Um, even like I said, I've been playing for a very long time, but um, there's always something new to learn. Um, even just recently, uh, Swally in the last podcast, he mentioned there's a thing where you can click off the property and, you know, there's all little changes happen and you might not notice if you get in your own groove. Like I'm very much a routine orientated person. So there might be new features or tips and tricks that I didn't even know about, but videos right. like yourself, content like yourself, um, very much appreciated and needed in this space too, I think. So all thank very you. Good. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks everybody. Uh, don't forget that if you have, if you have somebody in mind you'd like to know more about, then sling me a DM or if you want to have a chat, if you've got some kind of MetaVenture product or, you know, it doesn't have to be Upland related. Um, I do have this open to the wider Web3 space. Happy to talk about anything with anybody at any stage, pretty much as long as it fits in with the wife and kids schedules and all of that. And on that note, thank you very much. We'll catch up with you on the next one and stick around, L, and I'll do a few things with you on the back end. All right. Yes, sir. Lotus. If you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product, service, or event to promote, or you're just someone engaged in Web3 who'd like to have a chat, send me, Ben68, a DM on Discord, or drop a YouTube comment to discuss and secure your spot.